Bankless Nation, we are going to learn about Celestia. Celestia's token just dropped and it's been up only ever since inception. Up over 200% since launch, Celestia is now a $7 billion network. Why? What about Celestia is so valuable? What is Celestia's vision for crypto? How, if successful, will Celestia change the crypto landscape? Today on Bankless, we're talking to the two Celestia co-founders, Mustafa and Ismail, to explore the thesis around Celestia. So strap yourself in, put on your learning hat, because we're going to learn all about Celestia today. But first, a moment to talk about some of these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible, especially Kraken, our preferred exchange for crypto in 2023 and beyond. If you do not have an account with Kraken, consider clicking the link in the show notes to get started with Kraken today. Kraken knows crypto. Kraken's been in the crypto game for over a decade, and as one of the largest and most trusted exchanges in the industry, Kraken is on the journey with all of us to see what crypto can be. Human history is a story of progress. It's part of us, hardwired. We're designed to seek change everywhere, to improve, to strive. And if anything can be improved, why not finance? Crypto is a financial system designed with the modern world in mind. Instant, permissionless, and 24-7. It's not perfect, and nothing ever will be perfect. But crypto is a world-changing technology at a time when the world needs it the most. That's the Kraken mission, to accelerate the global adoption of cryptocurrency so that you and the rest of the world can achieve financial freedom and inclusion. Head on over to kraken.com bankless to see what crypto can be. Not investment advice, crypto trading involves risk of loss. Cryptocurrency services are provided to U.S. and U.S. territory customers by Payward Ventures, Inc., PVI, doing business as Kraken. Introducing GMX V2, the deepest on-chain futures market to trade Bitcoin Bitcoin, Ethereum, and leading altcoins. With the launch of GMX V2, enjoy the best of both worlds. Lightning fast trade execution, competitive pricing without having to compromise on custody. With 150 billion trades settled on chain and over 500 million in liquidity across Arbitrum and Avalanche, GMX is the preferred destination for DeFi traders and community liquidity providers. Right now, over $12 million in Arbitrum grants are being distributed to traders, LPs, and developers building on GMX V2. There's never been a better opportunity to experience the future of crypto trading. GMX and its ecosystem of integrations continue to move us forward. Your wallet, your trades, your choice. Trade on GMX with the exclusive bankless discount code in the show notes and benefit from 10% lower fees. Try it out now at app.gmx.io. Celo is the mobile-first, EVM-compatible, carbon-negative blockchain built for the real world. And now, something big is happening. Introducing the Celo Layer 2. It's a game-changing proposal that's going to bring Celo's rapidly growing ecosystem home to Ethereum. Vitalik has shared his excitement for the Celo Layer 2 on the Celo forum. So has Ben Jones from Optimism. But why? The Celo Layer 2 will bring huge advantages like a decentralized sequencer, off-chain data availability, and one-block finality. What does all that mean? Rock-solid security, a trustless bridge to Ethereum, and more real world use cases for Ethereum without compromise. And real world adoption is happening. Active addresses on Celo have grown over 500% in the last six months. With the Celo Layer 2, gas fees will stay low and you can even pay for gas using ERC20 tokens. But Celo is a community governed protocol. This means that Celo needs you to weigh in and make your voice heard. Join the conversation in the Celo forum. Follow at Celo.org on Twitter and visit Celo.org to shape the future of Ethereum. Bankless Nation, I am super excited to introduce you to Mustafa Al-Bassam. Mustafa is a co-founder of Celestia and CEO at Celestia Labs, authored the Lazy Ledger white paper back in 2019. We'll get into what that is and what that means, which kicked off the Celestia project. Previously, Mustafa was the co-founder of Chainspace, acquired by Facebook. Mustafa, welcome to Bankless. Thanks for having me. Joined by Mustafa, we got Ismail Coffee. 
Ismail is a co-founder and CTO of Celestia previously. Ismail was a senior engineer at Tendermint and the Interchain Foundation. That's the Cosmos ecosystem. Ismail, also welcome to Bankless. Thanks for having me. Guys, there has been a bunch of energy around the Celestia ecosystem as of recently due to the token launch, putting the, the Celestia token on the map. Uh, so I, in this episode, I want to explore just the contours of what Celestia is, what its thesis is for the future of crypto, and what it, what's, its role is for the crypto ecosystem. So let's just start at the very high level. And, and Mustafa, I'll throw this one to you. What's Celestia? Celestia is a modular data availability network that scales with the number of users on the network. And what that does is that it makes it very easy for anyone to launch their own blockchains and rollups with, while having not to pay high data fees. Okay, so this is in the modular thesis of the crypto space. And there's been a, a ton of just like uh, arguing and debating on crypto Twitter as to like what the future of crypto looks like, especially when it comes to scale. So does Celestia have like an opinion about what the future of crypto looks like and, and how does it fit inside mm -hmm. of that own internal thesis? Yeah, so Celestia was started in 2019 around the thesis that blockchains should not be responsible or layer one blockchains should not be responsible for computation and execution. Basically the original roll-up centric Ethereum thesis. The idea that not every single application has to share the same chain and not every single application has to be executed by everyone on the same chain. And instead you can separate consensus and execution and instead you do execution of chain in rollups. And that's, that's the opinion, that's the kind of original thesis that Celestia had. And this was an entire year before Ethereum kind of switched to a rollup centric thesis. Mm. Um, I started Lazy Ledger to kind of like try, figure out how we can rework blockchains from the ground up and create a system that where the base layer is only responsible for consensus and data availability. Ismail, maybe you can take this and, and run with it. What, what does it mean for a blockchain to only be um, up for consensus and, and data availability? When, when we talk about the modular thesis, what are we what are we pulling apart here? So basically we're pulling apart, well, Musafa already mentioned it kind of, uh, we're pulling apart the um, execution from consensus and, and data availability. So if a chain does only consensus and data availability, it means applications post their data their blocks, their transactions um, on, on Celestia, and it, they get ordered. Um, um, there's consensus on that order. And then the execution happens in the, in the um, rollup or off-chain, like not on Celestia. Um, so it, that's basically what, what's been uh, pulled apart. Mm -hmm. Mustafa, you brought up the, the Lazy Ledger paper. Can you explain the significance of that? And what, what, what does Lazy Ledger even mean? Yeah, so it's called Lazy Ledger because it's a blockchain that is lazy in the sense that it doesn't do any computation or execution. It's just a blockchain where you just dump arbitrary data into it. So it just kind of acts as a lazy or like dumb data availability layer. And the kind of and the kind of original idea behind this is well, like um, I was kind of involved with the Ethereum research space in around 2018, 2019. And back then people were discussing the kind of Ethereum 2.0 sharding roadmap. And the kind of like missing piece of the puzzle was from that was data availability sampling and the idea of how, how can we scale data availability? And so it was kind of around then that I kind of realized that the core primitive of a blockchain 
like what 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 a blockchain fundamentally is is just a proof of public of publication system where you can just dump arbitrary data into it and it orders it and makes it available and once you have that and scale that very well that that unlocks a lot of power and scale for developers to build their own computation environments and applications on top of it using rollups Ismail, what were you going to add to that? Yeah, I just wanted to add that uh, lazy is a, is a very common term in like uh, CS, like in computer science or programming. And mm. it is doesn't only mean that it's just lazy and and uh, like uh, I think Mustafa used the word dumb. In the sense, it's also like it's actually optimized um, because it lazily does the execution only where it's needed, right? Like it's not um, like uh, this world computer model where everyone executes everything like all the transactions, but it's optimized in the sense that um, the the transactions only get executed exactly where it's necessary. So this um, thesis from Celestia about just being A, a modular blockchain and B, being focused on rollups, aka like supporting more blockchains, is very harmonious uh, and, and synergistic with the Ethereum thesis. So Ismail, maybe you can um, explain a little bit about like, what what would you say is Celestia's relationship to Ethereum? I think it's very like it could it could be very symbiotic in the sense that um, Celestia could also be used as a building block for Ethereum uh, like Valiums or Layer Twos in the sense that um, people or like developers who want to launch like a Layer Two currently have the choice to uh, post call data um, directly on Ethereum, which is very like expensive. I mean, it's great for censorship resistance, but it's like um, not really practical and way too expensive. And uh, the alternative to that is you have a data availability committee, which is rather centralized, right? So, and um, Celestia is that like sweet spot between that because now you can uh, have an Ethereum application or an Ethereum layer two, and you post your data additionally on, or not additionally, you post your data on Celestia and use that for data availability. So um, I think that might enable um, new applications that are currently unfeasible or not practical on Ethereum um, through through Celestia. We have this uh, project called Blobstream that also posts attestations onto Ethereum, data attestations um, onto Ethereum. So that makes it very like could make it very symbiotic, in my opinion. What's the property that Celestia has that if that um, that Ethereum doesn't have that, say, that you're saying is unlocking potentially unlocking like new use cases or new applications? Oh, that data like data um, ordering and data availability is 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 really cheap. Okay, that's so we're talking the, about fees, transaction fees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like the initial block size, and it's not it's not like it could be symbiotic. It, it, it is very symbiotic because the. Um, initial block size for Celestia is something like 20 times higher than EIP 4844 as well. And I think this is um, this will add a lot of value to Ethereum as well, because in order for in order to have even with the EIP 4844, um, in order to have a lot of applications that are practical, you need off-chain data availability, especially for these gaming chains that don't need as secure or um, as high security as on-chain Ethereum data has. And I should also mention, um, for example, EIP 4844 only supports three blobs per block, and whereas Celestia doesn't, doesn't have a limit to how many data blobs per block. And what does this mean practically? 
So we've discussed like the, the technical benefits of modular blockchains, but one of the theses that Celestia has for why modular blockchains are important is this idea of application-specific blockchains. So on Ethereum right now, you have this, you have like a few big rollups, like you have Arbitrum Run, you have you know um, Optimism Mainchain, and so on and so forth. But my original kind of thesis for Celestia was that well, um, we should have many rollups. So it's very similar to the Cosmos vision where you have many blockchains, except that those blockchains will all be sharing the security. And so you have this idea of application-specific rollups. And that's, very, that's a very um, powerful idea that can lead to inherently better products because uh, what that allows you to do is it allows you to create uh, modifications to things like the EVM or create computation environments that can do things that are inherently aren't possible without a custom execution environment. So to give you some examples, so for example, there's a um, roll-up on, on Ethereum right now called Manta, which has modified the EVM to add certain ZK, zero-knowledge opcodes, to make things like um, zero-knowledge hold'em possible. So there's like this actual application running right now that wouldn't be economically feasible to run with an unmodified EVM. And then you've also got like a project called Curio, which, is, which modified the EVM to embed an actual game as an opcode to the EVM. So they've managed to create like a 0.5 second tick engine for their game where you can have like a real time strategy game where if like if you move your character, it moves immediately. And that inherently requires modifications to the Ethereum virtual machine. And so our thesis with application specific blockchains that like we can imagine a world where there might be, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of rollups rather than five rollups. I mean, you see this today, there's a project on Celestia called Dimension with 11,000 rollups de deployed uh, via Celestia, via this project. And so you can imagine in the future, if you go to L2 Beat, you can imagine in a year or two from now, it's not going to be 30 rollups. It might be 10,000 rollups. And that's going to be inherently enabled by um, Ethereum L2s posting their data onto Celestia because those application specific rollups will inherently be enabled by much greater data, data throughput and greater quantity of data blobs. Just to parse something out that you said, so we have a bunch of layer twos that are um, tinkering and, and playing around with new virtual machines, forking the EVM, or sometimes even just not even starting with the VPN, v EVM and just having a brand new um, virtual machine to power that blockchain. Um, but that you can uh, tinker, freely tinker with a virtual machine and settle on Ethereum. Celestia isn't unlocking anything there. That's not new. But what you're saying is that the data availability is enabling these things to actually have the low fees to yeah. actually have the use cases that the tinkering of the EVM does enable, right? So it's not like you can tinker and change up a virtual machine blockchain on Celestia any more or less than you can on Ethereum. It's just that the the fee, the cheaper fees due to the supply of data from Celestia just opens up the landscape of um, when you do tinker with a virtual machine, you can get more use cases out of it. That's the w way to interpret this? Yeah, that. But and also it's the fact that... Um, with the IPA44, for example, right. you can only fit three data blobs per block. And so you can, like a rollup can only buy like 100 kilobytes of data at a time. Mm -hmm. So with rollup, you can buy as little as 500 bytes. Mm -hmm. So with that kind of like um, the minimum unit of data you can buy, that inherently enables Ethereum to have a lot more, to have this proliferation of right. smaller application specific rollups. Mm -hmm. Right. So 4844, like three three blobs per, um, per block, I think. So like three rollups can post can post like their state route to Ethereum after 4844. But how does this compare to, and so 4844 is proto-dank sharding. How does Celestia compare to full-dank sharding? Yeah, so 
it's not um i mean the it's not yet clear how many data blobs um full long shadowing will support or like what what the what the full roadmap is there um but generally speaking uh, Celestia already supports eight megabyte blobs, so which uh, which I think is like as of today is around half of the uh, maximum throughput that Deng Sharding plans to support in a few years in a few years time. So I, I think the main benefit here really is uh, through the blob stream bridge. Um, Ethereum rollups, Ethereum can can remain a lot more competitive with you know uh, other layer ones by having access to this much higher data throughput to allow rollups mm -hmm. to scale and also to allow for application-specific rollups to, to, to prol proliferate. And I should also say that um, like Celestia and Ethereum are actually very kind of similar in, in some sense because they share very similar values because they, we, we, as I said, when I was kind of working on or looking at Ethereum research uh, back when Ethereum 2.0 was still being planned, I was really interested in how to make sharding work. And one of the key primitives of sharding was data availability sampling. Uh, and so I co-authored this paper with Vitalik on, how to, on data availability sampling. And data availability sampling is basically answers the question of like, how can end users or light nodes verify that the chain, the data behind the chain was actually made available without them having to download all the data themselves? Because that's inherently required to, for, for schemes like fraud proofs or ZK proofs. For fraud proofs and ZK proofs to work, you need to know that data is available. And you can, obviously you can just increase the block size, but that will harm the, the, the ability for end users to actually verify the chain. But with data availability sampling, end users can download small parts of the chain. Like if they download 1% of the chain, they can verify that 100% of the chain is available. And so it is very, this is, this is, very different to other off-chain data availability solutions on Ethereum, like data availability committees, because with data availability committees, you have to trust that committee in order to um, make sure that data is actually available. But with data availability sampling, the end user can actually verify that the data is available themselves. And that's basically the, also the, the, the goal, the end goal of Dang sharding. And so like from a values perspective, it's very kind of aligned that like end user verifiability is very important for decentralization. I know one thing about the economics of Celestia is that um, the supply of bandwidth, if you will, the supply of data increases the more that people use it. Uh, I, I, this is uh, a line that I've heard. Uh, Mustafa, could you explain how that works? Sure. So as I mentioned, uh, with data availability sampling, you can have a um, system where you have light nodes and what what light nodes are is that if you go on MetaMask right now, how does your MetaMask interact with the Ethereum network? Right now, it just uses a centralized RPC endpoint like Infura, for example. But one of the original goals of Web3 is that users should be able to verify the chain themselves without having to go through trusted third parties. And the idea of light nodes and light clients are important to achieve that because the idea with the light node is that you can run a node locally on your phone or your computer that connects to the network directly and can verify the chain with very little resources using technologies like fraud proofs or ZK proofs and data availability sampling. And with data availability sampling, what happens is every light node downloads a very small piece of the chain. And so the more light nodes you have, the more pieces of the chain they're downloading. And so the more pieces of the chain they're downloading, the bigger block sizes you can have 
while allowing the light nodes to verify the chain. Because as lo- the, the property is that as long as you have enough light nodes downloading enough, to, enough of the chain to collectively, that such that they can collectively reconstruct the block themselves, then, th- then you can increase the block size. Sure. So yeah, the idea is that the more people, the more people that are um, verifying smaller pieces of the whole entire Celestia system, the larger the whole entire Celestia system can be while having assurances that the whole system is being checked by the collective uh, set of light nodes out there. Is that, is that how you Yeah, exactly. It? And this is how, this is um, kind of like a very differentiating, how the differentiating point between Ethereum and Celestia and Solana, because people complain about, you know, Solana, um, claims to do very high throughput, but it's got very high validator requirements. Like you need like 256 gigabytes of RAM to run a validator. And there's no way as an end user to easily or cheaply verify that the validators are doing the job correctly. And that's why like the, the Ethereum community kind of like pushes back against that rhetoric. Well, you can increase the block size, for example, but that would just mean having to increase the resources required to run a full node. But with line nodes, the idea is that you can increase the resources for full nodes without harming the ability for end users to actually verify that chain because they can use technologies like fraud proofs and data availability sampling. And this was also described, um, a very, this was also described in Vitalik's Endgame post. Yes, yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that. We'll link that, that post in the show notes. Uh, Ismail, I think I'll, I'll tr- turn this one back to you. In the Ethereum rollup landscape, we have all of these different um, like rollup uh, chain development kits or stacks. Like the OP stack is a big one, of course. Um, uh, Polygon when they're uh, subnet or supernets, uh, and basically they call them the the CDK. D- does Celestia have something like this? So we're working <clears throat> internally on uh, something called Rollkit which is also a development kit. It's like a drop, uh, drop-in drop replacement for Tenement or Comet BFTR it's called today. Um, and that enables any ABCI compatible uh, application, which is basically any Cosmos flavorish chain um, to be deployed on top of uh, Celestia. But it's not even limited to Celestia. It's like general purpose um, development kit or, or infrastructure as you, as you want. And um, you could also use it for avail or other um, data availability layers, but we're developing it. Uh, that's the only one we're developing in-house, but there's a big community that uh, are working on SDKs, for instance, like Sovereign SDK, um, uh, Dimension, basically, uh, um, that Mustafa mentioned earlier, is also can also be understood as an SDK. And uh, we're also working with um, um, the, like, we have a fork of the OP stack and we would like that to be, like, merged upstream such that you could also use OP stack um, um, off the shelf uh, to deploy uh, on Celestia as well. Mm-hmm. So when, when we talk about using, like, a chain development kit, like Rollkit, and to deploy rollups on Celestia, uh, that sounds exactly what like a lot of the layer twos are doing on Ethereum. Is it really that simple of a comparison, or are there differences that we should understand? I mean, Rollkit specifically is a bit different in the sense that it is um, like it requires the application on top to adhere to a specific interface, right? But um, I think all these SDKs, like the the beauty on, of Celestia, is like you could potentially use like all these execution environments in one flavor or the other on top of Celestia as well. There's like 
there's no limit on what you can build um, on top for like EVMs or or or, or any execution environments. So I think the main difference is that um, like in Celestia, we, we like welcome basically all the the whole zoo of SDKs and and uh, um, developer tooling into our ecosystem as well. MetaMask Portfolio is your one-stop shop to navigate the world of DeFi. And now bridging seamlessly across networks doesn't have to be so daunting anymore. With competitive rates and convenient routes, MetaMask Portfolio's bridge feature lets you easily move your tokens from chain to chain using popular layer one and layer two networks. And all you have to do is select the network you want to bridge from and where you want your tokens to go. From there, MetaMask vets and curates the different bridging platforms to find the most decentralized, accessible, and reliable bridges for you. To tap into the hottest opportunities in crypto, you need to be able to plug into a variety of networks and nobody makes that easier than metamask portfolio instead of searching endlessly through the world of bridge options click the bridge button on your metamask extension or head over to metamask.io portfolio to get started arbitrum is the leading ethereum scaling solution that is home to hundreds of decentralized applications arbitrum's technology allows you to interact with ethereum at scale with low fees and faster transactions arbitrum has the leading DeFi ecosystem strong infrastructure options flourishing nfts and is quickly becoming the web3 gaming hub explore the ecosystem at portal.arbitrum.io are you looking to permissionlessly launch your own arbitrum orbit chain arbitrum orbit allows anyone to utilize arbitrum's secure scaling technology to build your own orbit Orbit chain, giving you access to interoperable, customizable permissions with dedicated throughput. Whether you're a developer, an enterprise, or a user, Arbitrum Orbit lets you take your project to new heights. All of these technologies leverage the security and decentralization of Ethereum. Experience Web3 development the way it was always meant to be. Secure, fast, cheap, and friction-free. Visit Arbitrum.io and get your journey started in one of the largest Ethereum communities. You know Uniswap as one of the largest decentralized protocols with over $1.7 trillion of trading volume, but Uniswap is becoming so much more. Uniswap X is the newest product from Uniswap Labs, which aggregates liquidity across the ecosystem to give you the best DeFi trading experience. The best part, it's gas-free and MEV protected. The best prices, zero gas and MEV protection all rolled into one app. So head over to app.uniswap.org, click the gear icon on the swap page and make sure that Uniswap X is toggled on. And if zero gas trading on Uniswap wasn't enough for you, the Uniswap app is now available on both iOS and Android. Start swapping seamlessly with products from the most trusted team in DeFi. Visit app.uniswap.org to get started today. So where, where, do, where would Celestia get the assets? For example, uh, like so, deploying a layer two on Ethereum, you get you instantly tap into the market cap of ETH. Like you get to have USDC and Dai transfer in. You get any of the tokens. So what what's the same? Like where does Celestia get some of the uh, just economic power from? So on Celestia directly, there's no it. There's no like there's no direct. Like, I mean, it's connected through IBC with the Cosmos ecosystem. And I think ideally the community should decide on a bridge to Ethereum as well directly. So, but into like from Celestia directly, um, there, there won't be many like assets in and outgoing because it, it just doesn't make sense because like the applications are who need these assets and they live on top of Celestia. So there will be bridges. There are like different bridging providers already for these, but ideally this would also be in um, be, hap be happening in a more trust minimized uh, way. Yeah. So I think like a good way to put it would be that um, like on Ethereum, the rollups scale the base layer, whereas on Celestia, 
the base layer and scale the rollups. But that being said, um, you know, obviously, you know, for rollups, bridging is still important, and we do have a very early kind of bridging ecosystem. So there's, a, for example, a hyper, there's IBC, as Ismail mentioned, you can have IBC bridges between Celestia and rollups, um, and then you also have like projects like Hyperlane. They have a bridge called Dexus, which you can use on using Nexus ORG right now, where they've actually got bridges right now between like you can you can bridge Celestia to other chain other rollups, including Arbitrum, for example. So how does the native token of Celestia, the, the TIA, call it TIA, TIA token, what, what does, what's its role? How does it make the whole system like work? So its main purpose is that, like, first of all, it's like a staking token, right? Um, it secures the network the same way as um, ETH is used to secure um, the proof of stake network. Um, for like via staking, but the other big utility there is that it is used to pay for the data, right? Like if if it's rollup or um, application specific rollup posts data on Celestia, the fee is paid in Tia. Kind of kind of like how when a rollup on Ethereum pays to post data on Ethereum, it pays it in Ether. Exactly. Same thing in is Celestia. Is there exactly. like an economic model, kind of unlike like um, EIP one five five nine, where the TIA token is burnt, or like what what is the what's like the supply characteristics like? But currently, there is no fee burning, like no, not 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 an exact equivalent of that. So mm -hmm. uh, currently, the fees are distributed to stakers, like they don't end okay. up at the like with with one proposer, like block producer, but they're distributed um, according to like the weight of the, the, the stake. It's also delegated proof, delegated proof of stake. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's a bit different than right. an Ethereum staking model. Um, but yeah, it gets distributed to the stakers or delegators. And, um, but we are thinking about, um, fee burning as a viable, um, way forward for, for fees. I think, I think fee burning specifically makes sense if there's like a lot of, uh, transactions, right. And there's like a, like a fee market and you like balance it out. And, um, I think that's something that's, that's also on our roadmap. Yeah, I should mention we have a we have a very similar um, kind of protocol improvement proposal process like Ethereum. We have a version of IPs called uh, CIPs, Celestial Improvement Proposals, and I think um, the community plans to make some kind of like uh, fee burning proposals there. Certainly, yeah, okay. And just to, to take a easy question off the table, uh, the Celestia is it's a blockchain, and so there are uh, blocks with certain sizes, and there's certain levels of demand for that block space, and then that demand is purchased in the TI TIA token, correct? Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, is is the like economic model for Celestia somewhat similar to like? Like a lot of the Solana people will say that the the Solana case for the economics behind Sol is that they make it up on volume, uh, and and so like with Celestia wants to have not just like a few rollups, it wants to have many 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 rollups, and so like in terms of like long term economic sustainability for Celestia, is it like well we're never it's never really going to make economic sense if Celestia is only supporting a few blockchains, even if they are really really big beefy blockchains. The idea is that. There's just so many blockchains and they're all paying a small amount that Celestia, like the really, yeah. the long-term economics comes from like making it up on volume. Is that, is that right, the right model to understand this? Yeah. So um, like I have a post on the forum called the, the core values of the Celestia social layer. Uh, and uh, one of those values is that we should try to achieve economic sustainability through econ economy of scale. 
instead of trying to achieve economic sustainability through artificial scarcity of resources or trying or like highly contested state because ultimately um, we're all here to try to we're all in web3 to try to provide products to billions of users so i think like the, the healthiest way to be economic, economically sustainable is not through artificial scarcity but to try to provide sustainable high quality block space to serve billions of people and I think if that's if if you do that, then I don't I don't see any reason why you can't achieve economic sustainability while having affordable transaction fees. Um, it's something that was mentioned earlier that I want to make sure that we um, dive headfirst into is uh, this thing called Blobstream. Uh, Ismail, I, I think you I think you brought it up. Could you just explain what uh, Blobstream is? So basically, it um, streams the data attestations onto Ethereum such that Ethereum. Uh, layer twos, so to say, um, can read the data attestations directly on Ethereum instead of like having to read the um, like the the um, attestations from Celestia additionally. So it's it's basically um, a more like it enables a more decentralized um, way to handle data for a layer two on 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 uh, Ethereum. So uh, instead of a data availability committee. You have like uh, a more decentralized solution there, while still being very inexpensive. Instead of like posting on on Ethereum, that's that's the main. I think that's without going too deep. That's the main explanation. I would say is is a way to understand this. It's basically like a bridge, not for assets, but for data. It's a yeah, data exactly. bridge between Ethereum rollups and Celestia. Exactly. So it's like uh, you can think of it as like a one way bridge. Mm -hmm. You post the headers. Um, and these like data attestations of Celestia on Ethereum. That's mm -hmm. that's basically it. So as far as I know, um, only Ethereum and now Celestia are going after like the roll-up roadmap. I don't think there's any other like chain out there. Maybe I mean Cosmos is uh, similar to this, the app chain thesis. Um, but really, there's no like Celestia is the only thing like Ethereum in the sense that there's like one single settlement la layer. Ethereum is a settlement layer for assets. Celestia is a settlement layer for data. But these are the only two ecosystems really going after like the thesis of producing rollups and not just a few rollups, like thousands of rollups. And so, like, is the kind of if, if unless without any new player entering this arena, is the kind of the long term conclusion for Celestia some combination of Celestia native rollups and then also selling its data to Ethereum rollups, and that's kind of just like the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, I should also mention that like there are some other kind of rollup centric project since then so i think like for example tezos mm. um is trying to do have a roll-up centric roadmap and i think there's some you know early experimentation of roll-ups on cardano i mean i don't know how that's going but like <laughs> celestia but wait what i would say is like celestia is the um, only kind of base layer that has been created from scratch specifically with the roll-up centric ecosystem in mind and as you said like we're not opinionated on how people use that base layer like the, the core value here is you want to create a credibly neutral base layer and you can, for, for data availability and consensus, and that's completely neutral to any execution environment that builds on top of it. And as you said, like people are kind of like free to use it however they want, whether it's as an Ethereum L2 or a Validium that uses, uses Celestia as data availability layer for Blobstream, or whether it's a sovereign rollup directly on Celestia or using some other settlement layer, and that's up to the user because that's kind of like the whole point of modularism 
from our perspective, mm-hmm. which is that users have the flexibility, developers have the flexibility to choose how they want to, what, what, what elements in the stack they want to use. And as any kind of technology stack matures, and we, we also saw this in Web2, for example, in, in Web2, you had this rapid modularization and software as a service architectures uh, popping up where users kind of had like these microservice architectures and virtual machines where they can like have different components they, they can play, they can plug and play around with. And so um, as any web technology stack matures, you have a modular, modularization of the stack where developers can pick and choose what makes sense for the application. And that's what we're trying to do. And that's how we see the blockchain space moving forward. So what are some projects that people can find on Celeste? What are some of the, the earliest uh, projects that have committed to the Celeste ecosystem? What are they, what are they up to? What, what's just like the landscape of Celeste projects look like? Yeah, so it's kind of like a wide ranging landscape. So you have um, various roll-up frameworks that support Celeste. So for example, you've got Dimension. And Dimension is a Cosmos bridge, um, like Cosmos roll-up settlement layer that supports Celestia for data availability. So you can deploy a Cosmos rollup on Dimension that uses Celestia for, for data availability. And right now they've got an incentivized testnet with around 10,000 rollups deployed. And that, I think that really kind of illustrates the point where we're trying to make deploying a rollup as easy as deploying a smart contract. And if you go to the portal, there's various kind of applications you can play around with deployed on there, um, like you know, gaming and NFT applications. And then there's, we also, there's also support for Arbitrum um, rollups and opt- OP stack rollups. So there's a few projects building OP stack rollups that plan to use Celestia for data availability. So there's one called Manta Network, which I mentioned earlier. It's kind of like a um, rollup that has certain ZK opcodes to make certain privacy-preserving applications like privacy-preserving Holden possible. They're already on Ethereum mainnet, but they're planning to support, support use our op stack integration to support Celestia as data availability for cheaper transaction fees. Ismail, uh, when you guys like daydream about potential future use cases or potential future ideas that somebody could build, is there any, anything that comes, comes to mind here? I mean, I dream of like basically anyone, like, like today, if you, if you deploy uh, like an application, you just like have an app store or whatever you, you host it in, in, in some like cloud, cloud provider, um, I think ideally we'd have something where you can like deploy your rollup, like your small rollup quickly on in, in a browser and um, like run it with, with, with your community, run it with your friends and like turn it, tear it down once you don't need it anymore. So, so that's basically like a use case. I, I think like ephem- ephemeral uh, uh, um, rollups, <laughs> so to say, like uh, um, is, is something I, I would like to see. And, um, maybe something like, uh, um, I think it's been, it's been a dream since like, I don't know, early Ethereum days or even before like have a social network on, on top of a chain. And I think maybe not like, like the, like not at all the whole application and all the data needs to live on, on Celestia or, or, or on chain. But I think to some extent, um, having an alternative, like a social network alternative um, on chain um, or like a web free native uh, social network. Uh, I think that would be, it would be really cool. And I, I think, yeah, Celestia enables applications like these as well. And, and so I, I personally think the killer use case 
for crypto is still payments. And like going back to the roots of crypto, like Bitcoin was a peer-to-peer cash system. But like, why hasn't that happened yet? Um, and I think for consumer applications, like roll-ups, as I said, like to me, the, the most important thing about roll-ups is to create a better product. To me, roll-ups are not just about like better scale or decentralization, but to fundamentally to create a better product. So you know how the Solana people, they say the, the, the goal of Solana is to have like web two scale blockchains. But I think like roll-ups are actually what, what will achieve that. Um, and I had, a thread, I had a tweet about this the other day, but um, you can imagine like if you had a roll-up sequencer with a roll-up, you can, you can, for example, like let's say PayPal wanted to become a, become a, like a roll-up or compete with USDC or create some kind of stable coin, they could easily kind of like make PayPal on chain by making it a roll-up. And that sequencer would basically give, the roll-up would give people a web two like experience without even knowing they're interacting with the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Because the sequencer, with, with the roll-up sequencer, you can get faster finality times than the base layer or any kind of consensus, consensus algorithm. So it's like Solana has, you know, 400 millisecond block times, but with a roll-up sequencer that inherits base layer censorship resistance and security, you can have web two level finality or, or, or latency, like 10 millisecond latency. And I think, and the fact that they can use their own execution environment um, means that they're not limited to kind of like having to work their system around how the EVM works. So to me, that's kind of like the real beauty of rollups that you can literally just, uh, your individual basically literally get like any web two application, give it and give it web three guarantees and the experience will be completely uh, indistinguishable from, from using web two. Well, guys, I, I've learned quite a lot going down this uh, Celestia rabbit hole. There's a, a, a motto, a line, apparently, that is in the Celestia ecosystem and that I'll ask you guys to explain as we close this one out. What does it mean to have one gigabyte blocks, a billion light nodes, and a million roll-ups? Can you just explain this uh, this vision, please? To to achieve like what Mustafa mentioned, for instance, his vision, like you have, have like web two style applications and, 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 and all this, you need like a very large block space, right? Like we want to move away from, um, the scarcity mentality and have like abundant, uh, and very inexpensive block space. And to achieve that, we want to aim for like massive blocks, but we don't want to, so that's the one gigabyte blocks, right? But we don't want to sacrifice decentralization and the verifiability of the chain. That's why light nodes are essential part of our vision. And we want 1 billion light nodes, basically like light nodes running on your fridge (laughs) (laughs) and like on all machines everywhere on your phone, um, in your browser. So these light nodes are necessary such that the uh, massive blocks actually um, um, can be can be reconstructed in the, in the case of a folding attack but also um, yeah also we want to empower users to actually verify the chain that's the one billion light nodes and obviously the applications on top are what matters so that's the one million roll-ups we want we already seen this in in, in uh, with dimension the 11,000 roll-ups but um, we want to make it as easy as possible such that like even today's Web2 developers come and say like, oh, I, I can also just deploy this as, as a roll-up. So why not 1 million roll-ups? Beautiful. Love it. Uh, when you guys are done with this podcast, it's uh, Monday. So they've got a long, long, n- another long week of crypto ahead of us. Uh, Mustafa, what's the first thing that you're going to go back and get working on? Like what's the near-term focus for uh, the Celestia team right now? So, yeah, I mean, in the short term, we're making various optimizations to the Celestia Node software just to, uh, 
implement things like pruning. So it's, it's like very these very short term kind of optimizations that we have to do straight, straight after mainnet, mm -hmm. pretty much. Like not nothing. Kind of like short term is very boring. Like these mm -hmm. kind of like te technical depth. Uh, but that will allow that will enable the enable the groundwork to have things like one gigabyte blocks. Mm -hmm. And then what about the long term? What's kind of the the big landmarks ahead for the Celestia project? Uh, one gigabyte blocks, one billion bundles, <laughs> and one million rollups. <laughs> awesome guys. Well, yeah. if listeners are curious and they want to learn more, where should I send them? Yeah, Celestia.org. There's lots of material on there, and also uh, material on how modular blockchains work as well on slash slash learn. Awesome. We'll get all of those links in the show notes. Mustafa Ismail, thank you so much for guiding us down this Lesia rabbit hole, and uh, good luck. Uh, congratulations on getting this uh, this project out there and seeing the light of day. And I, too, am very much aligned with the whole idea of a million roll-ups, so let's get it done. Thanks for coming on the show today. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Bankless Nation, you know the deal. Crypto is risky. DeFi is risky. New chains are always risky. You can lose what you put it in, but they, we are headed west. This is Frontier. It's not for everyone, but we are glad you are with us on the Bankless journey. Thanks a lot.